Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, good Tuesday afternoon, the 4th of April. Thanks for being with us on Sports Talk Mississippi alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. Glad to be with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Yes, we are outside today. Dancing Rabbit Golf, if you were uh, playing golf today, you'd be uh, challenged a bit by the wind. If you're, if you're downwind, great. Into the wind, probably better at a club. Yeah. It's, 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 it's that kind of a wind uh, here at Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Super Talk has been with you since 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, so have you. Yeah, yeah, we got started this morning and uh, it was a, it's been a really nice day uh, at uh, Sally Kate Winters. Uh, so many good things uh, happening here, uh, giving children uh, opportunities to be in a loving, safe, caring environment, giving them the care and the structure that they need in their lives and uh, rescuing kids from some bad situations. We're going to tell you more about Sally Kate Winters Family Services as we go through the afternoon. We'll tell you, though, about Dancing Rabbit Golf. Uh, If you want to plan a trip or book a tee time, visit them online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. It's really that simple. Love to hear from you. C Spire text line is open, as always, at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. And that's right here in C Spire country. Gentlemen, we crowned a national champion last night. The uh, the drama ended after the under-16 timeout. It was a great start to a basketball game. Uh, what, a combined, like, 10 of the first 12 shots were hit or something insane like that. San Diego State come at, came out, maybe a little bit of fool's gold with a couple of early threes. UConn kind of weathered the storm, and then they, they pulled away. Uh, as San Diego State went 11 minutes and 15 seconds without making a basket and in a game where the goal is to put the ball through the hoop to make baskets, going a quarter of the game without scoring one, is uh, it's a little detrimental to your chances of, of, of winning. And yet... They cut it to five in the second half. Watching that game felt very familiar to me. Did it feel like a Mississippi State it game? Felt, there was a lot of tinge of Chris Jans ah. in that game. Yes, very much so. I didn't really think about that, but I guess that is a good comparison. I mean, 11 minutes without scoring, I was like, and that could be either way. 
it could be positive or negative depending on the game for Mississippi State. Yeah, I mean, there was what the uh, the drought for Texas A&M where they went like 12, 12 minutes, minutes without a made basket in the uh, game that led to a Mississippi State win. But there were some times where Mississippi State themselves went a long time without yeah. putting the biscuit in the basket. What are you watching? Are we, are we soccering? Oh, what do you, gee. What do you I think mean, I'm watching? What do you think I, it is? We do have work to do. Radio God. show has begun. I'm paying attention. I'm talking to you right now. Hey, hey, well, once you get that's, past your emotion com- of it's, soccer. It's coming back. Okay. Uh, Michael Borky, your takeaway on last night's championship game. Uh, I fell asleep around halftime. Got got to halftime, fell asleep. Woke up when the nets were being cut down. So that was early. Re- that was like 9.30 when you crashed. Yeah. Borky's an old man. He so, is the oldest of the three of us. I, I did have to rewind a little bit, and, uh, and, and I watched. I rewound until it got close again. I knew the outcome, obviously, just to kind of see how it exploded. And, and even though they cut it to five, was there any doubt that UConn was far and away the best team on the floor last night? I mean, that, no, no, they were they were better at every position. Borky, they were better in the post. They were better at guard. Um, you know, the the midsize guys played better. They were more athletic. They were faster. And, and you know what? You know what? To me, stood out the most is that UConn. And, and I'm, I'm just taking off on your point. I'm not, I'm not trying to steal where you were headed with this, but I thought UConn defensively handled San Diego State one-on-one at every position on the floor. They didn't have to do a lot of doubling. They didn't have to do a lot of tricky defensive stuff. So, yes, I completely agree with your point that they were better everywhere on the floor. Better top to bottom. Every, every position, every player. I mean, and that's, you know, when you get... Not, not that not that they are are a, a power five, but in basketball, the Big East, Connecticut, that is a power program, no doubt. And when they're playing a group of five team, who San Diego State's been a good program, but they're, they're, you're just going to have those differences at, at, at the recruit for recruiting. Dan Hurley's halftime interview, agree. by the way, was some boss stuff when he said, "Well, we should be up 20." <laughs> I love it. At a boy, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's the story here. Is I mean, the, the game last night wasn't particularly good. Uh, because it, it was a dominating, uh, I, I know they cut it to five, but it was a dominating performance. I mean, yeah. there was an over 10-minute scoring drought from San Diego State in the first half. Uh, UConn was dominant last night, but they were dominant all tournament. And after Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue and after Furman beat Virginia, you had that discourse that we get every year about, oh, well, the NCAA tournament's not the best way to determine a champion, and this is just for entertainment. Uh, I think that flies out the window after you watch what UConn did this entire tournament. An average margin of victory of 20 points in the NCAA tournament. They dominated everybody. Gonzaga, Arkansas. And obviously, last night in the national championship game, they were far and away the best team in the country, and they proved it every single time on the floor. There were no flukes. There was nothing other than that team in this tournament was the best team by far, and they dominated it. So that that discourse is silent for a year anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point that sometimes you get a fluke, right, where a, a team just gets hot. They weren't a great team. Outside of a, a an eight game stretch in January, which I realize is significant. I mean, that's you know that's a quarter of the the regular season. But outside of that stretch, UConn was good all year long. UConn beat Alabama in the regular season. When Alabama dominant. looked unstoppable too, like they beat the Alabama team that looked like the Death Star, and, and on a, a neutral floor also. Yeah. Um, 
they, they ran into some turmoil. Dan Hurley admitted that it was, you know, some of it was self-inflicted uh, along the way. But, man, they figured things out. And from February 1st through April 3rd, there is uh, cer- certainly since the tournament began, but I think there's an argument to be made. If you go back and you look at the way they played in the final month of the regular season in the conference tournament, that they were the best team for the last two months of the season, not just the three weeks of the tournament. And, uh, yeah. Alabama would be in that conversation, certainly. But like Houston. But Yeah. But you're right. At the end of the day, UConn, especially once you start at the tournament, they, they went up a notch. They, they were able to ratchet it up a level and, and find the national championship form. Yeah. Yeah, help me out with the uh, the the blue blood, not a blue blood debate. Uh, how is that possibly a debate? Because I've, I've seen and heard that today, as UConn officially cemented their status as a blue blood. It's like if they lost last night, they wouldn't have been with more championships than anybody else since I've been alive. What are you talking about? Blue bloods are the programs that were good when seventy-year-old sports writers were younger. That's what a blue blood is now. Yeah, but don't I mean. Aren't a lot of the sports writers out there? Weren't they seven in 1999? I mean, I was. I mean, to, yeah, I mean, to no, me, that seventy, seventy oh. years old. Well, oh, okay. The old sports writers are the ones who sort of like determine who the blue bloods are. Yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I just, I don't know. To me, this feels like another one of those like made for the internet debates. Y'all, you know, you're 100 percent right about that. And, and, and it feels like, oh, if we're debating who the blue bloods are, I mean, whatever. The teams that win a lot now. If you want to say, if you want to say that UConn is nouveau riche, right? You know they're not old money, right? 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 You know, was it grandpa and great grandpa that you know were oil barons or real estate tycoons? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll buy that. But since Jim Calhoun came to UConn and, and turned that program around yeah. and got it moving in the right direction, they've been elite. And they've been elite in every conference that they played in. And they've now won five national championships since I graduated high school. Two more than anybody else. Two more. Than, Two. than the Blue Bloods. North Carolina's got three. Yeah. Duke's got three. Kansas has got three. Kentucky has two. Kentucky's, if they get two since 99 or only Okay, two since 99. Uh, UCLA hasn't won one since 1995, but they're a Blue Blood. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. And I have no problem with UCLA being a blue blood because of what they did under probably the greatest basketball coach of all time. And they're good now, too. In college basketball. Yeah, they are. They are. And, you know, even when they've gotten it wrong, they've figured out a way to get it right in relatively short order. And for what it's worth, by the way, 14.7 million people on average is the uh, the early leaked uh, number. So despite the blowout in the very, very late start time, I mean, the, the game tipped off at almost 9.30 Eastern. It was like 9.24. Um, yeah. That's still a really solid number considering the factors again. I mean, really good. There's a thirst for basketball in this country, man. It's well, just the highest league is not capitalizing on it, apparently. And Bor- Borky, I, I just tend to think that um, that even speaks more to what the g- women's game has become. 15 million people watch the men's national championship. Two-thirds of that watch the women's national championship on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. 
And I don't know if that number would have been bigger if it had been played at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. There were people who were like, why aren't you putting this game in primetime? I don't know. The NFL's proven that Sunday afternoon is a pretty good time window yeah. if you got a good product to watch. Uh, just getting started, Sports Talk Mississippi, live from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. We'll take a quick timeout. More coming up with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi, coming to you live today from West Point, Mississippi, at Sally Kate Winters Family Services. I hate I mentioned earlier, kind of joked earlier, I, I sat in for Paul Gallo this morning, and in talking with Laura Yelverton, who is the interim executive director here at Sally Kate Winters, she kind of explained to me the uh, the, the four areas of emphasis, uh, the four areas of practice for Sally Kate Winters. Uh, number one is the building that is directly to our right, which if you're watching, I guess that's your left, our right, whatever. If you're watching on Super Talk TV, it's over there. Yeah, uh, uh, to my right, to Brian Haydad's right, and that's the home that is uh, right here. It's an emer- emergency shelter that is available for children who come out of bad situations, abusive situations, and they need a safe place to stay. There's a sign over on the fence that says "safe place," and that is a great way to describe it. 24-hour care, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And that, generally speaking, is for a time window of, of, of up to 45 days. Now, there are some cases where children end up staying at the Sally Kate Winters home, the emergency shelter, for longer than 45 days. But the target time is 45 days. It's about a month and a half, and it gives Sally Kate Winters staff time to usually try to work with families to figure out whatever it is that's going on and figure out the safest alternative for the child moving forward. So, so that's number one. Number two, and this tends to target uh, more teenage age children, there is a, um, th- there's a runaway um, operation. Uh, there are children who uh, choose to run away or are homeless uh, that need care. And they have a program that is designed specifically um, to, to intervene, to counsel, to work with these kids, to find them, uh, again, a safe place as their situation is becoming hopefully more stable. And then the third pillar is uh, their transitional care. And this is geared for late teens, even post-high school graduates in the 17 to 21 age. There's actually housing across the street that is part of Sally Kate Winters Family Services where... The, and, and the transition word makes sense, right? It's it's teenagers, high school graduates, GED graduates who are trying to transition into life as they become young adults. And there's a, a very um, guided program that is in place that helps them with basic life skills, like uh, Laura pointed out this morning, like how to grocery shop on a budget. Uh, which I pointed out is harder to do than it's ever been, uh, given some of the prices that you see at the grocery store. How to handle money, how to make payments on time for a, for a car, how to interview for a job. Um, uh, was talking with the, the president of the board this morning, and he said, I mean, we've got people who volunteer their time that, that help 
young men learn how to tie a tie and how to dress for a work interview. Just basic life skills uh, that maybe you're missing for some of these students. And then the fourth piece of this is the uh, it's the intervention piece. Uh, that's where the, uh, the the really difficult interviews come into place, where they interview the children uh, in a secure setting. These are video conference interviews where, uh, in a lot of cases, law enforcement are able to watch via closed circuit TVs and actually see the words and the the, the body language that is coming from uh, children as they are going through the the courageous act of telling their story and uh, explaining some of the things that uh, have happened to them. Uh, it's a very, very impressive place. They're doing amazing work and they have a lot of different funding sources. Some of it comes from the federal level, some of it comes from the state level, some of it comes from businesses, and some of it comes from individuals. And if this is a story, if this is a place that touches your heart uh, and you want to help in the lives of these children that are being aided and assisted by Sally Kate Winters Family Services, visit their website, sallykatewinters.org. Again, it's sallykatewinters.org and you can learn more about them online. You can call them. They would love to show you the facility uh, to maybe give you a chance to, to meet some of these kids, see the way that this place runs, and uh, and show you how your money uh, can be used if you are kind enough and generous enough to uh, to be able to donate. So we would encourage you to uh, do, do a little research, check it out, and uh, and see if this is a place where you think you can plug in and can help. Because, hey, Ned, this second year that we've been here, we took the tour last year through all these facilities. It's it's such an impressive place with such good people with, with big hearts that are helping kids. Good people doing good work. Uh, that's, you know, there needs to be more of that in our world these days, and it's just good to see it here in Mississippi, so close to my hometown of Starkville now. And, and uh, you know, they they really have a great mission, uh, and they they put it into practice, and they've affected a lot of lives in a positive way, and that's all you can really ask for. And you know, the the truth is, so the the primary area of of service here is kind of the Golden Triangle area: Lowndes County, Clay County, Octibaha County. Uh, Monroe County, Chickasaw, I guess, is another one that's it's kind of right here in this footprint. But the fact is, Sally Kate Winters Family Services takes in children from all over the state of Mississippi, from the coast, from central Mississippi, from northwest Mississippi. Uh, so they're doing a lot of good for the entire state of Mississippi and would encourage you to check out online sallykatewinters.org. Uh, we're going to be here through the uh, end of the show this afternoon. We'll hear from some uh, some people uh, in this community that are involved and have been involved for a long time with Sally Kate Winters, and uh, we'll let you hear more about uh, their stories as we go through the uh, through the show this afternoon. So basketball season has come to an end. Mm -hmm. Can we assign some letter grades? Sure. Borky, I, I know this wasn't necessarily part of the rundown, but uh, the the with the season over, we can look in the rearview mirror. Obviously, the uh, the letter grade for Ole Miss is it, it's poor for the for the season that was, yeah. but then that grade probably goes up because of the hire that they made from a coaching standpoint. Mississippi State got to the tournament in a, a new head coach's very first season. Um, Southern Miss had a uh, had a really good run. They get to the postseason as well in the uh, in the NIT, and then maybe some of the other teams in the uh, the SEC as well. So. I will uh, let, let let's start with Mississippi State. Chris Jans, year one, NCAA tournament team. What's the letter grade that you give him? It's got to be an A. I mean, it just has to be. This is a team that I had zero expectation for uh, back in November. I thought that if they were pushing for the NIT come March, that that would been a, would have been a successful season. 
Um, and instead, you know, he marches through the non-conference. Uh, they go, go through a really slow spell, which has doomed Mississippi State teams before, and mm-hmm. all, he, all he did was coach his team out of it. And they finished the season on, on a pretty high note uh, and made the NCAA tournament for the first time in five years. And, you know, Bork, you were talking about a thirst for basketball just a few minutes ago. In Starkville, you know, basketball used to be a really big deal. Sure. And then it, 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 then it you know, kind of went away for about a decade. And, and now I feel like people are back on the basketball bandwagon. You know, next year when the hump is, is fully renovated, I think you'll have some, some really big crowds. Are you had good crowds there this year. So for, for me, in year one, Jans really did a great job of revitalizing the program. He gets an A for me. Borky, what's the letter grade you give Mississippi State? Yeah, A, A minus, somewhere in there. But, I mean, he, he made the tournament, which is a, a remarkable accomplishment considering uh, lots of factors working against him. L- losing in the first four kind of it doesn't take away from anything that happened. However, it would have been nicer had they won that game and gotten to play on the NCAA tournament Friday as opposed to getting eliminated in Dayton. But still, it can't be anything lower than an A-. minus. Took basically a roster filled with the same guys that lost their best player from the previous year, and all those guys got their coach fired for uh, for a reason. And he took those guys and turned them into a tournament team um, that, that's nothing short of uh, of an A grade for sure. You know, if this were were a writing test where you had to spell words correctly and use clear handwriting, mm-hmm. then I could I could come up with a reason to downgrade Mississippi State, right? right. So so they spelled all the words correctly, but at times it was hard to read. Yeah. Right, it wasn't always pretty when the way you watch. So I, I could, if that's the way we were grading, then I could could downgrade them. Mm-hmm. But if it's a math test or or a science test where the bottom line is, did you get the question right or wrong? Which, by the way, that used to be how math worked. Now it's all about showing your work. Yes. If this were a math test in the olden days, where if two plus two is four, I don't really care how you got to four. Right. All I need to see the answer was four. Then it has to be an A. Yeah. Because the grade in college basketball is: do you get to the NCAA tournament or not? It that is the rationale for hiring and firing coaches. Yes. You either got to the tournament or you didn't. You got to the tournament enough, or you didn't get to the tournament enough. If you're getting to the tournament on a regular basis, you got deep into the tournament on a regular basis, or you didn't get far enough. So, we're going with a math test here, and I'm giving them an A. Absolutely. Um, Ole Miss basketball. Uh, F. For the season? <laughs> yeah, for the season. For the season, it was a colossal failure. I mean, and it feels like piling on because they fired the coach, and, and so that changes things. But from what was sold going into the season versus what they became, it was a complete and total failure. And then they hired a coach, but yeah, there's no getting around that. Yeah, I mean they missed the tournament. They were one of the worst teams in the SEC. Their their, their net was terrible. Yeah, I'm, I I might give them a D minus just because hey they won like a handful of SEC yeah, games. Just but, a homer. Yes, for a D minus. Congratulations, you got a 71. They pass. You get to go to the next grade, but you don't get to do so with a ribbon on your chest. We'll uh, we'll pick this conversation up when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Mississippi. Nothing brings people together. 
and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. you on Sports Talk Mississippi, live from Sally K. Winters Family Services in West Point. Beautiful day. Temperature in the mid-80s. It's windy, as if Borky says, like they didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you probably hear the wind. Some of the cars going by. We're on uh, North Division Street, just off of Main Street in, uh, in West Point. And if you're in the area, you want to come by and say hello, we'd love to see you. Come by and, uh, and check things out. Might even have some snacks for you. If we don't, Gary can make a snacks run. He'll always he'll do it. He'll he'll, he'll, he'll do it. Yeah. Um, no tell what he's coming back with. But That's a good story. That's he true. he will he good will point. he will bring us something to eat. All right. So I was processing during the um, during the break. We're, we're doing letter grades for Ole Miss State, Southern Miss, and basketball, uh, and then maybe a couple of other teams from the uh, from the SEC. And I was trying to figure out. Okay, so how do you do this Ole Miss thing? I'll, by the way, I'll go on board with you guys. Give them an F. That's fine. It was a bad year. Like, you know, whatever. Um, they don't get a zero, but it's not a passing grade. How about right. that? Yeah, absolutely. So, when you were in college, did you ever take advantage of what was known as the forgiveness policy? I don't. I don't. I don't know what that is. Borky, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you could retake two classes without penalty. That is exactly correct. So, assuming that, I don't know, let's just use this as an example. Let's say you took a Spanish class, and you did well on all the tests, but you and homework didn't get along, and when the grade was handed down at the end of the semester, you were below the the, the, the line that where you didn't, you had an F. Yes, I see what you're saying. Hypothetically. Hy- just hypothetical. And then you can... Retake the ta- uh, the class in a following semester, mm-hmm. which is good for the university, by the way, because they get to charge you again for another right, class. Right. So you know it's a win for them. Right. And it also, if you take advantage, you you learn from your mistakes, mm-hmm. then you can replace your F right with whatever your new grade is. If you have a lovely girlfriend, that'll help you out. What? Did, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not quite there yet. If you don't learn from the lesson. Okay, there we go. You can repeat the initial deal a second time. Yeah. And there's a little known fact you can actually use a forgiveness grade for the same class. No. Okay. You can use your second forgiveness grade and, and wipe it off the board. Very good. And then you can come up with somewhat of a barter system to make sure that the homework piece is taken care of. Right. Hypothetically. So. Allegedly. Let's say that Ole Miss failed its regular season. Right. From a grade standpoint. And they then use their forgiveness grade in hiring a new coach. Right. So what does that do for their grade? I get to do one of my favorite impressions. Well, I'll tell you in about three years. Yeah, but we're handing out grades today. Report cards go home this afternoon. I mean, beard, beard on the surface, you know, from a coaching perspective only, is a yeah, I mean, knock we're, it out. Knock we're, it we're talking baseball. Uh, we're not. We're talking basketball. Right. Period. Yeah, if we're just talking about him as a coach... Then that's a knock it out of the park slam dunk. Hot. So, so Ole Miss, from a forgiveness grade standpoint, replaced itself with an A. That's difficult to, to say that because 
I mean, these are, they're two different things. I understand. The hiring you're, you're of grading a season, right? Not next right, year. The hiring of Chris Beard it, it happens in the start of the new season. That's the first act of the 2023-2024 season. I have officially taken this analogy too far. So it's an F followed by an incomplete mm-hmm. that could very well end up being an A. Right. Well, we'll, re- we'll reevaluate you, your performance at the end of the next semester. Forky, that may have gone way too far, but does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's a different class. It's yeah. it's a different class under in the same major, right? Uh, let, let's really extend the analogy. Um, uh, Maybe not the best plan, but okay. It's fine. Ole Miss athletics uh, is you're taking your classes, and some have to do with your major, and some don't. It's the same major, but a different class. Hiring Chris Beard, I mean. Uh, regardless of what that weird guy tweeted at me yesterday, it's an A basketball, basketball. It's an A hire. It is an A hire for more than that. They could have never hired Chris Beard absent the arrest, and that is part of the story. But they were able to do it, and from a basketball perspective, it's an A-plus hire, man. I mean, it's a 100 out of 100 from a basketball perspective only. But that is a different class because the season was a failure, and, and we'll get to judge next year based on how Chris Beard does. They're, they're different things. I agree with that. It's yeah, like it's, the journalism ethics thing. class that I didn't pay attention to versus the public relations class that I also didn't pay attention to. You know, two Bubba different Starkville, by the way, says that he agreed with my D-. minus. He said those kids had a great attitude and never quit. Pretty impressive due to all of the adversity that they uh, they endured. Yeah. We get another one that says, Ole Miss got a C me after class. Yeah. <laughs> well played. The, the, the play, they played hard thing. I, I understand it. I do. Because they are still college kids, but they're adults. And they're also adults that the collective brags about having all of them uh, under contract. So they are adults that are also getting paid for what they do. Trying hard isn't a positive check anymore. It's a requirement. You I agree with have that. to do that. It is the absolute minimum yeah. to play hard. Yeah, and, and you've you've used that before, right? You're like, was, not quitting is kind of a baseline. Yeah, that is the absolute, you know, not kicked out of the university. Yeah. You know, it, of, of, you know, it's something that bothers me with fans. Like, well, they play really hard. That's what they're there for. Yeah. They're there to win, though. Yeah. Um, nobody's ever, you know, won and not played hard, I don't think. I mean, you got to be really good, really good to pull that off. I feel like Missouri gets an A. Year one for Dennis yeah. Gates, oh, maybe, for sure, maybe yeah. even an A plus for sure. Uh, I mean, they were they were a top four seed in the tournament. They got a double bye. Yeah, Alabama gets an A. Yeah. You know, maybe underachieved a little bit. The only thing that holds it back from being an A plus is they were a nuisance that was in a the team. class. Is that we're going to use that analogy? No, no, I'm, I'm done with the analogy. I'm okay. taking it too far. Right. No, I'm just going to say the only thing that keeps it from being an A-plus is that was a team that built, was built to win a championship, and they had an early exit. They had a second weekend exit from the tournament. It's true. And uh, you, you probably got to knock them back for that a little bit. Uh, how do you grade Kentucky? <sighs> just like a C? I mean, it feels like the kid who should have every, you know, has all the advantages. His parents get him the best tutors, and he's got all the top gear and – and you still get C's. Yeah. C, C minus, probably. And that's with the National Player of the Year from a season ago on, yeah. the, on the roster. Who, didn't, who had a worse year. Yeah. Um, Arkansas. Arkansas is probably B plus to A. Ooh, no, I'm going. Okay. Tell me why. I, I think they were really good. I think they they were they were they they had some issues in the regular season, but you know, 
one of their best players, a guy who everybody thinks is going to be an NBA uh, player, was out for a long period of time. Uh, I think if he had been playing the whole year and had been built up some consistency, they might have been a little bit better. Uh, and then when they got to the tournament, I mean, when they sweet 16, I mean, that's, that's an A season. See, for me, that's a B minus. It, it's a B minus. B minus. And, and, like, maybe a C plus. I think Ooh. Arkansas really underachieved. I know injuries were part of the story for them this year, but that roster was ridiculously talented this season. And even once Nick Smith was healthy and came back, he was a problem. Yeah. Like, he was, he was a, a headache for, um, for Eric Musselman. And, and they had chemistry issues. And I, don't, I just don't think they ever performed to their potential. And then, uh, uh, now, granted, they ran into a buzzsaw in UConn. Yeah. We, we, we certainly found that out. I don't think it had really anything to do with Arkansas. They just weren't good enough to beat uh, a UConn team that was, was the best team in the country and was playing like it. But on the whole, if they had not been – didn't they go 8-10 and 10 in league play? Yeah. I mean – it, get, go 12 and 6 in the league, and you're not matched up with UConn in the second round. That's true. Or the third, I guess it was Sweet 16. Nevertheless, I'm just an Arkansas apologist. Yeah, you kind of are. You, uh, you kind of are. Is there, is there a team that was. I mean, you know, Georgia, first year for Mike White. Yeah. They, they showed some promise. Team that, like, really, I think, underachieved? Auburn. Who? Auburn would be C minus D, unless Auburn just wasn't as talented as we tried to give them credit for. And then maybe that's that's so. But you know, with a Bruce Pearl team, I just expect a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. No, I, I I think that's fair given what they've accomplished with Bruce Pearl as their head yeah, coach. I, I think that is completely fair. Yeah, and that was after pretty high ranking early in the season and, and got the uh, the year off to a good start. So that uh, that. Kind of puts a bow on the basketball season. We go into the off season, and, and what are we watching? We're watching transfer portal. Uh, we're watching Tolu Smith. You know, he has entered his name into the NBA draft process. We'll see what happens there. Uh, we're watching transfer portal as it pertains to Ole Miss. How's Chris Beard going to rebuild this roster? What's it going to look like? It's going to be altogether different. What about for, for Southern Miss? They, they, they deserve a letter grade. So, Southern Miss. I was thinking about that during the break. It feels like you know it's a one bid league, the Sun Belt, right? Are they taking advanced classes? Like you gotta have, you gotta have a high, high grade to get the A. Like you gotta get to the tournament. You gotta be that one bid. I mean, I feel like they had an A season though. They came out of nowhere. They yeah. they were great the whole year, and then they just at the last second ran out of gas. But that last yeah. second's the final exam. Yeah, they, they 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 blew the final. Yeah, didn't didn't get the win in the tournament. Got to. Um, we got to the NIT. Got popped pretty good by UAB and yeah, the we'll NIT. Some players in that game. But it's a UAB team also that ended up in the, the in the final. NIT final. Yeah. Um, and did they win it? No, they did not. I don't know who, who they, they lost lose to. They lose to Wisconsin. Um, no, it wasn't Wisconsin. I don't know who it was. I just know they lost. It was another. It was another Conference USA team, wasn't it? That's uh, yeah. They uh, oh. Uh, when we North come Texas. Back, when we North come Texas. back, we'll tell you who won the NIT. Grant McCaslin, head coach at North Texas, now parlayed into the Texas Tech, Tech job. That was uh, that was pretty good. We did uh, it. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sally Kate, Winters Family Services at West Point. We'll be back with you after this. To the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, 
It has been a great day at Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. We got started at 6 o'clock this morning with the Gallo Show, and then Gerard was here, and Rebecca was here, and we're glad to be here with Sports Talk Mississippi. Throughout the course of the day, we've been bringing you not only the stories of Sally Kate Winters, but also uh, some of the people locally who are involved and uh, have been involved for a long time. And one of those people is my friend Perry Green from uh, Renaissance Bank, who has been in the Golden Triangle area for uh, for more than a minute. And has been he he's been in the banking business for a uh, for a long time. Uh, first of all, it's good to see you, my, my man. How are you? You too, Richard. Great. Just uh, great. Glad to be here. Beautiful day, you know. And here celebrating uh, Sally K. Winters. What a wonderful, wonderful facility this is. And uh, it's just been a great. Uh, and for this community and the community has been great for it. You, you've been involved with, with Sally Kate Winters for a long time. Renaissance has been involved as well as a, uh, a community supporter. Tell me why. You know, if, if I remember back in the early 90s, I guess it was, when it was just a, a dream kind of come true. Uh, Martha Winters and her husband Preston uh, had lost their daughter in right. a car wreck going to Ole Miss. And uh, and Miss Martha was just he was after it, and uh, and uh, that's why I kind of named, named Sally Kate Winters. And uh, but anyway, it was just been a, a true godsend for so many kids that, that didn't have anywhere to go. And, uh, and it started small, and it's grown to a really, really a, a pretty good size operation. And they just do a fantastic job here. Well, and, and one of the things that, that has stood out to me is it's not. I know at one point it was Sally Kate Winters Children's Home, and it has kind of turned in as as the organization has involved and has understood the need for kind of holistic care for the family. That it's it's not just a children's home, but you, you really kind of cover all of the age ranges uh, because uh, most of these abusive situations are not necessarily isolated to a specific age child. That's correct. I mean, from advocacy to uh, transitioning, uh, those are some major steps that took place. And uh, again, they just they just did a great job. And I mean, the stories you can hear from the people that have been through here is just amazing. And uh, they wouldn't have had had this kind of life if it hadn't been for Sally Kate Winters. Yeah, and and one of the things that, um, that that really stood out to me, you mentioned it just a second ago, is the the transition care. This uh, this program that is available for people who primarily are in that 17 to 21 year old age. They have uh, they, they finished being a high school age person and now they're supposed to transition to uh, adulthood. Which we all know is hard to do and for some of us it takes longer than, than others to, to, to kind of figure it out. But to have a little bit of a guiding hand in, in showing people, and you're in the banking business, in, in showing people how to to manage their own personal finances, to put together a budget, to figure out how to pay bills on time, and to reconcile a checking account, those are life skills that somebody has to teach you. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, and, and they do so much of that and so much more. You know, it really and truly just the love. Most of these kids that come here, especially, they, they've never been loved. Yeah. They've never been cared for. Like, And they they really experience true love and caring people. And, uh, and again, that's kind of why we were the old People's Bank and Trust Company back in the early days when it was formed. And uh, from that, from even the very beginning, uh, Renaissance Bank and the old People's Bank uh, has been very supportive. Even I can remember when they first bought this property yeah. and coming over here and helped. Building. I'm not much of a handyman. I was kind of giving instructions yeah. to people, you know. But uh, anyway, our bank has made some large, large contributions over the last two or three years. And uh, but this whole community has has just been so supportive and and will continue to be support. Great leadership, great boards, great leadership. Like I said, from uh, we had a, a director that was here for I don't know how long that just left. Right. You know, and so it has got a good foundation. 
Yeah, you know, I was talking with Laura this morning, and, and we were just talking about the, the fact that, yes, this serves primarily the Golden Triangle, Lowndes County, Clay County, Octibaha, Chickasaw, Monroe, I suppose. Um, but you also have kids that are coming from all over the state of Mississippi uh, because of, of the care that's provided and the service that's provided. And the fact is, this stuff isn't fun to talk about. Yeah. Like, we, we would rather talk about the happy things. I mean, Rebecca's show's called Good Things, and yet... We're talking about abuse. I mean, physical abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse, all, all of these things that kids should just never have to deal with. But in this world that we live in, they have to. They, Some do. do. It, it really is in uh, runaways. I mean, they just, you know, are in such abusive situations. And, uh, you know, they they know they got a place to go. Yeah. Or our local law enforcement is really good about looking after those kind of kids and getting them here, the homeless, you know, that, that really need help. And uh, Sally Kate's just always been here. We've told people throughout the course of the day that they can donate if they would like to. There are community partners like, like Renaissance Bank who have made that part of their mission. There are other businesses that, that have done that as well. But individual donations matter, too. What would you say to somebody who maybe is on the fence or is or is hearing about Sally Kate Winters for the first time? They're like, well, I need to know a little bit more. What would you say to encourage them to, to consider donating? Well, one thing, come up here. Come visit. Schedule a meeting because you can't just kind of walk in kind of situation. But right. schedule and see what they're doing firsthand. And then, and then a great way is the memorials and uh, honorariums and the uh, you you can see the newsletter every every time it comes out. I can't remember if it comes out monthly or quarterly, but the, uh, many 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 people. Just if you feel great about somebody, you know, you really sure. want to honor somebody or somebody's passed away. Uh, it's a great place to make a donation. It that, really has an impact. That's a gift that lasts a whole lot longer than uh, than a spray of flowers. Absolutely. So, uh, great visiting with you, Perry Green from Renaissance Bank, uh, talking about uh, Sally Kate Winters Family Services. If you want to make a donation, you can go online to sallykatewinters.org and uh, make a donation there. Or, as uh, Perry was suggesting, you can schedule an appointment. Great to see you, my friend. You too, partner. Perry Green from Renaissance Bank. Sports Talk Mississippi. More coming up with you after this. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say it. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. Hour with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, and the Pearl River Resort Studios, which today are on the road at Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Pearl River Resort has tons going on, and if you go to their website, pearlriverresort.com, and click on the events page, you will see some of the upcoming events. Genuine, by the way, completely sold out, no tickets available. Pony. 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 Bow. I was talking to Ryan the other day. Bow. Like, I think I Bow. Pony Bow. over and over for the entire con. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy tickets are on sale. There you go. On sale now. PearlRiverResort.com. And uh, you got Fluffy coming. you got Sawyer Brown coming. All of that is on the horizon. A big spring and summer 
at Pearl River Resort. A lot of entertainment. Cspire.com. That's where you go to find out about all that's happening with Cspire, whether you're looking for home internet services like fiber to the home, uh, business help with their IT services group, or, of course, cellular. They got you covered. Cspire.com or stop by a Cspire store near you. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borky. Our apologies for the wind noise. There are a lot of things we control. The wind is not one of them. If we ever get to that point, it's going to be a banner day. It's going to, it's going to, it will have been a really, the day one really of us good day. Evolves into a mutant and can control the weather. Yeah, we're going to have a lot going on. Yes, uh, but we have not yet. Uh, I hope it's not me. That's going to be the rainiest Ole Miss football season you ever saw. It's all right. I don't mind throwing on a rain suit. Slop oh, games are fun. It's going to be sloppy. I yeah, promise. those are those. That was the best thing when you were a kid. Yeah, playing a little mud football is in up, the yard. And, oh, it's 1983 all over again. What happened in 1983? The kick that blew back. That wasn't so bad for Ole Miss. Well, it's it's gonna be you know revenge is a oh, dish best served oh, cold. On oh, that, I see. Yeah. You're like controlling all the weather. Oh yeah, I got I got I got yeah. I gotta be. I guess yeah. You know, it's gotta be local. I'd have to be in the stadium so Keith Carter would not sell me a ticket. Mm. I'll just sit out in the Grove. All right. Um, there is a lot of baseball happening tonight. Twelve yeah. games tonight involving SEC teams. Southern Miss in action against Southeastern Louisiana. So uh, Golden Eagle is going to hit the road this weekend to Old Dominion. They got Selah at home at Pete Taylor Park tonight, trying to get another dub after winning the series on the road against Troy this past weekend. So Ole Miss goes to Memphis. They are playing at I think it's called FedEx Park. That is the That's correct. The renovated on-campus stadium for uh, for Memphis. Okay, looks uh, nice. They did more. a good job based on pictures, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they've done a they've done a good job with that. Um, I'm curious if Memphis says if we're going to play this home and away, we're going to play this on our campus. If Ole Miss will say, well, then we cannot play at home and away, or we can just not play it. Yeah, that's a thought. I mean, we were talking about this the other day. I mean, what are you worried? It's going to mess up a basketball series that Memphis kind of acts like it doesn't want to play a football series that's not on the docket for the next 30 years. We were talking about this the other day with baseball at neutral sites. and yeah, I mean, this is a situation where Ole Miss would certainly control, have, have the power, have the leverage. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, you want Ole Miss on the schedule if you're Memphis. So, yeah, I mean, if Ole Miss doesn't want to play on Memphis's campus, they want to, like, now we need to play this at uh, AutoZone Park. Thank you. Uh, then they, they feel like they would, they, they have the ability to make, because Scheduling another non-conference game for Ole Miss is not going to be an issue. You wouldn't think so. Well, your you nearby options so. are, are shrinking because Lane Burroughs, if you if you take him at his word, he's still doing the whole Mississippi State over here, over here, look at me, Mississippi State, please hire me, please thing. And so you can't play them in the midweek anymore. And so if, if you lose Memphis, I mean, your options are, are shrinking a little bit thanks to some uh, hubris in Rusty. Eh. There's always Troy. There's always UAB. There's always UT South, Martin. UT Martin, South Alabama. I was Lipscomb picking on Lane Burroughs' obvious attempt to get Mississippi State to look at him if the job comes over. Yeah, but, well, that's not going to happen. So. Hey, Dad is convinced that that uh, in the event that there is an opening at some point in the future, Hey, Dad is convinced that Lane Burroughs is not the route that the Bulldogs will go. I, I would be really disappointed if that was the route the Bulldogs went. Really? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's done a pretty good job. If I mean, he has ho- an agent, he's, ho- he's hosted a regional. It's Mississippi State. Yes, I, mean, I understand. I mean, you know, 
saving her tires, and they're just gonna be like, "Hey, who's it? Florida International went to a bowl last well, year." Well, hold on, hold on, just a second. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mississippi that. State baseball is not Alabama football. It's an elite program. It's not Alabama it's, football. Okay, that's no. a bad comparison. All right, fine. You know, Florida. Florida's gonna be like, "Hey, who, you know, Florida just went and hired Louisiana Lafayette's coach." I got one like a, that guy had sustained success at a high level over a number of years. Lane Burroughs. It's Florida. Again, Lane Burroughs. It's Florida. Are, are you saying that Mississippi State baseball and Florida football are not the same? Uh, did Chris Lamonis ever host a regional? In I don't think he did. We don't need to get into Ooh, that. That is. We a, don't need to get into that discussion. That is a question. But my point is. No, no, no. But don't, don't. Yeah. Is Mississippi State the same as Florida football? Ugh. I mean, D1 Baseball would tell you Mississippi State is one of the top three programs in the country. Yeah. So, I mean. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure it based yeah. on results. If you're, if you're I mean, a top three program, you don't just, you know, if you're a top three football program, you wouldn't just hire a guy who went to a bowl one year. Well, he went to a bowl one year because he, and the only reason he's on the list is that he coached him. I, I had this, I had somebody today, somebody today in, in our mailbag on the podcast was like, if, if State lets go of Foxhall, would you go after Jay Powell? And I'm just like. I like Jay Powell. Great guy. Had a fantastic major league career. But imagine if I just said, hey, State's going to hire this guy who pitched at the University of Utah, and he's been a high school coach. He does some more commentary. That's the new pitching coach. People would lose their minds. But because Jay Powell played at Mississippi State, they want they, 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 it's okay for him to have a Go out and hire the best coach available. If you're going to convince me that Lane Burroughs is the best coach available at the end of the season, you're going to have to do a lot of work to convince me on that. If you look at the two of their resumes, uh, Lane Burroughs and, and Chris Limonis have – I mean, Burroughs' resume might be better. Now, I know the Big Ten is not the Conference USA, but Burroughs has a better uh, win percentage at Louisiana Tech and a better conference record than Limonis did at Indiana. Limonis did go to one more regional in a shorter amount of time, but Chris Limonis' best finish – in his division in the Big Ten was to, or in the Big Ten was tied for third. Other right. six, six, fifth. Lane Burroughs has won the Conference USA and finished second twice and third once. They've been good. They've been okay. They've been good for a Conference USA program. Yeah, they they hosted a regional. How that did was, we even get here? Uh, Borky was making fun of Lane Burroughs because oh, Lane yeah. Burroughs is over here saying, "Zach Selman, look at me, look at me." When the the job comes open. Speaking of Mississippi State baseball, the Bulldogs host Grambling tonight. Uh, Chris Lamonis told us yesterday that uh, you know it was a close game a year. It was a two-one game last year, and and it was that was really it was tight and sweaty for a long time. I'm talking about my clothes. I thought. Oh, jeez. Uh, they uh, that was a game that was early in the season a year ago when State was you know really struggling. Remember they lost those two games to Long Beach. They lost the game to Northern Kentucky, and that game was I think it may have been week the first not the first midweek game of the year or season ago. I could be wrong on that. And they just didn't have anything going. So we'll see if uh, any of the momentum of Friday. Obviously, they squandered a good bit of that on Saturday. But if any of that remains, then they can make it. You know, an SEC team playing a SWAC team should be a run rule game. Yeah, it should, no. it should be. Well, and I mean, whether or not it's a ten run win after seven or not, this is a night where you want to go out and play well. You want your pitchers yeah. to go out and throw strikes. Mm-hmm. You want to have good at bats. Yeah. You want to swing the bat well, and you want to get a win, and and keep everybody healthy. Yeah. Now, I mean, if that means twelve to two after seven, if it means seventeen to three after seven, mm-hmm. or it's fourteen to four after eight, you know, whatever, that's fine. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily get right. into though. It needs because if because if State pitches it well, has some good at bats, and wins nine to one against Grambling, it was a fine night. Yeah, they're fine. 
I agree with that. Uh, Ole Miss at Memphis. Talked about that a little bit ago. Uh, Rebels going to uh, Memphis's campus this year. And uh, it's a game that Ole Miss needs to win. And, and look, Mike Bianco admitted yesterday when we talked to him, this is probably a tougher week for us than some years because of a lack of depth in pitching. Because you have a Tuesday night game, and then you play Arkansas Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And Mississippi State's in the same boat, right? I mean, exactly. Tuesday night game, and then the Bulldogs got to go to Alabama Thursday, Friday, Incredibly, Saturday. Incredibly, Mississippi State does have a little bit more depth in pitching than Ole Miss does, which is just a really hard thing to believe, but it's true. Yeah, and it's kind of a new thing, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was the case a week ago, but yeah. with getting Kate Smith back and, and you know, and, uh, getting... And, and by the way, the Pico Con news, I don't know if we've talked about that on the air. I think we mentioned it, yeah. But, of course, Parker Stinnett's on the bump tonight for Mississippi State. He's back. I did not pitch well this weekend. I won't lie that I'm not a little surprised that he's getting the start tonight, but he is. Yeah. Well, they need Parker Stinnett to be an option. Yeah. Because the stuff when he's able to throw strikes is really good. Yeah. The problem is he just hasn't been able to consistently throw strikes. Correct. And and it's not just this year. It's, no. It's a multi-year thing. He had a couple good starts last year. Yeah. And that's that's really been it for him. Rest of the SEC, Georgia's at Kennesaw State. Eh, it could be a danger spot for Georgia. Bethune-Cookman is at Florida. It's a game Florida should win. Bethune-Cookman has been a good program through the years. Dayton at Kentucky, the red-hot Kentucky Wildcats. South Carolina okay. at North Carolina. How much fun is that? Like that. Is that on a neutral site? Uh, it says at North Carolina, okay. so that may be in Chapel Hill. Uh, we'll look at the rest of the slate when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV from Sally Kate Winters in West Point. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. of April, Sports Talk Mississippi on a windy Tuesday afternoon. We are coming to you from West Point where uh, it's the home of the Sally Kate Winters Family Services um, campus and uh, we're glad to be there, uh, be here with you. Remind you, if uh, if you've been listening throughout the day and uh, you've kind of found yourself, maybe heartstrings pulling a little bit, you've heard some of the stories uh, about some of the kids that have been helped here or some of the services that are provided. Uh, and you would like to make a donation, you can do that online at sallykatewinters.org. That's sallykatewinters.org. We were going through the games that are happening tonight. So, let's see. Troy is at Alabama. That one's in Tuscaloosa. Troy coming off the weekend series with uh, with Southern Miss. Vanderbilt hosting Western Kentucky. And Vandy's playing really, really, I love. really good baseball. And they, you know, the opening weekend, they lost a game, and they lost a game up in uh, in Minnesota, and you were like, "What's this Fanny team going to be?" And they have just taken off since then. Yeah, they've uh, they've been really good. Uh, Auburn and UAB tonight uh, in Birmingham. It's Auburn at UAB. I assume I don't know if they're playing that at Regents Park in in downtown or if it's on UAB's campus. Uh, Arkansas State is at Arkansas. That's one of those things that would not happen uh, would not have happened under a uh, a Frank 
Broyles leader uh, led Arkansas program. They've started doing that, and uh, probably good for the state of Arkansas. Yeah, I, I would think. Uh, Texas State is at Texas A&M. Uh, South Carolina, North Carolina is in Charlotte. Okay, so I would assume that means Borky that they are playing at the downtown park in uh, the minor league park in yeah, downtown Charlotte, it's which a is setting that is awesome with the city skyline right beyond the outfield wall. Really, really good. Yeah, They'll have nine, ten thousand there for that tonight, won't oh, they? Oh, probably, yeah. Uh, especially with how the Gamecocks are playing right now. I, I thought for a while that Charlotte would be a, a place that the Oakland A's would consider moving to because they're going to move. I mean, have you already seen the crowd shots there? They're gone. Uh, but I guess it's more about Vegas for them. But Charlotte, I thought for a while, was trying to position themselves to be a place to add a Major League Baseball team or, or get one to move there. And I guess that's not happening right now. I don't know why, but I don't feel like Charlotte is a great pro sports town. Charlotte is a it's a, a city that's like one of the like huge growth ascendant cities. Yeah, it's probably not fair from you know ten hour drive away to to have that observation. A lot of that is the teams haven't been good. Like the Hornets slash Bobcats slash Hornets have never been really that good. They've had some good teams, but they haven't ever had a big run. Did they lose the hockey team, or is uh, the, the Hurricanes still there? Carolina, but the, aren't they in Raleigh? Raleigh? Yeah. Didn't they used to be in Charlotte? No. Nope. Okay. And then the Panthers. Well, Raleigh's a great city. Yeah. Ooh. The Panthers, you know, had the one super, couple Super Bowl appearances, but they never won one. Yeah. So it's just you know when you don't win a championship, like people get the, that's how you get the bad sit, you know, the bad sports town thing going. Yeah, nobody supports losers. This idea that fan bases support perpetual losers is just false. No, nobody supports losing. That being said, though, Carolina, their next three weekends are LSU, Vanderbilt, and uh, it's not Kentucky. Who's the other good team? Florida. So you're saying we might learn a little about we're, South Carolina over the next three yes, weeks? Yes, and they have Tennessee at the end of the year. So so if they were to go four and five over the next three weeks that's perfectly where they are 12 and six in the sec you're in great shape you're hosting and 30 and eight overall you're hosting you feel pretty good about that don't you have to host yeah Yeah. and then you mentioned kentucky for a second there i mean kentucky is eight and one in the conference like they only have to go seven and 14 in the last seven series they can lose every series and be in the post and they'd be 100 percent in an ncaa regional but as it is right now, they're in, they're they're in a, they're in a spot to host a super regional. The number one, uh, they're the number one um, RPI team in the country. Here's what's coming up for uh, for Kentucky. So they're eight and one in the league. Yeah. And they go to Georgia this weekend. I mean, they got a chance to be eleven and one. They do. Yeah. Let, let's just say they win the series. Okay. So ten and ten and so uh, so, so ten and two. Yeah. After four weeks, then they go to LSU. I mean, they, they can get a game. Get one. Yeah. All right, so that's 11 and uh, uh, 4. 11 and 4. Yeah. Host Texas A&M. Easily, they can get two from A&M. Easily get two from A&M right now. Got to go to Vanderbilt. Get one. Host t- South Carolina. You can get you can get two, I think. You got to go to Tennessee and they host Florida. I mean, it's a really difficult. It's a tough stretch on the road, but they, they are, they are easily going to get to 15, 16, maybe even 17 wins. As the rankings sit right now, the final four weekends for South uh, for uh, Kentucky are number four Vanderbilt, number six South Carolina, number eleven Tennessee, number three Florida. Tough. Whew, that's a tough stretch. There's nothing you can do about it. It's the SEC. 
I mean, it's, it's like the closing stretch that we've talked about for, for this Mississippi State team, right? Yeah. I mean, with A&M, it sort of softened the blow there at the end. But Arkansas, LSU, Tennessee, or I think it's, it's Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely no, no cakewalk. State and Alabama this weekend is a big the, – the loser of this series is probably not going with the Hoover. You think? Yeah, I feel like there's some sarcasm there, Richard. But yeah, no, no, I, I was not being sarcastic. If State could win and be what they would be three and eight, the hope is still alive to get the Hoover, you know. And then for Alabama, I mean, they they need to win this series at home. But if State loses the series at, at worst, and they're two and ten, I mean, it, even though next week somebody has to win a series when State and Ole Miss play each other, right? Yeah, you know, we say that and they'll rain out on Sunday and they'll split the series. Um, I mean, I just you know. you know who's got a favorable slate the rest of the way? Ole Miss. Nah, not yet. Okay, yeah, okay. Not, not yet. Who? Texas A&M. All right. They have already played LSU. And they've already played. Tennessee. They have already played Tennessee. Yeah. They are on the road against Auburn. They host Missouri. Yeah. They have to go to Kentucky. It's tough. They got to go to Arkansas. Tough. Oh goodness. They've also got Florida. So it wasn't as easy as you yeah, thought. Yeah, it was not as easy as I. There are, um, yeah, there, there are three yeah, top tens in there in the final five weekends. Yeah. This is the but they close it out with ball. Alabama at home and Mississippi State on the road. So you know maybe there's a chance to win four or five of their final six conference games and give them a boost toward the uh, end of the season. I think that's a Texas A&M team that's going to get better as the season goes along. Jim Schlossnagel teams that's what they tend to do that, and uh, so we will uh, we will see. I think that might be my guy that said he, he drove by this morning uh-huh. uh, right after Gallo was over, and he said, I was going to stop, but I was in a truck, ceasefire truck, came by to say hello. There were some women that were standing out on the front porch and a big, tall, scary-looking guy. I think that was Gary. <laughs> it was. He nailed it. He nailed it. So uh, thanks for uh, honking as you, uh, you come by this afternoon. These midweek games. We've done the do they matter, what do they mean? We're getting to the point of the season where they do matter. Because you just gotta stack up some wins. Yeah. Well that and and from Ole Miss's perspective tonight, it's a little bit different considering the opponent for state, but but Ole Miss needs to play better. I mean, remember the first five weeks of the season that they were the best defensive team in all of the United States? Yeah. So if they win tonight and, and Richard still Richard jinx that. Yeah, that a boy there. But I mean if they win tonight and they still like have a couple of errors or give up a free base, that that kind of stuff. If that's still happening then yeah, you win, but you still don't feel great about them moving forward. It's as as goofy as it sounds sometimes. It's the same thing in football season. When you're playing Mercer or whatever. You gotta look good doing it. You know, you can beat Mercer and play like crap, and it concerns you. But if you beat Mercer the way you're supposed to, then that, that's a, that's a good sign. It's like that tonight. If Ole Miss plays poorly and still wins, well, then yes, yeah, so what? They won, but here comes Arkansas. They, they've got to play cleaner baseball. That, that's cost them a couple of games so far, where they could be in a different situation. Different situation if they did. And we know they're capable because they did it for weeks at the start of the season. It's not like conference play makes the throw to first on a ground ball any more difficult. They're, they're doing that stuff poorly right now. Yeah. 
Well, and, and there there's some lineup questions also, right? I mean, Reagan Burford gets a couple of starts over the course of the weekend. Leger has struggled defensively and offensively uh, throughout the course of the season, but Reagan Burford had all kinds of struggles a year ago defensively. He has a couple of hits over the course of the weekend, had a big home run. Um, I think they're still trying to kind of figure some things out. And, and you know, This is a broken record. We've said this before. Yes, it's okay to tinker around with things and try and figure some things out, but there comes a point where you got to win some games, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, Borky, to your point, I mean, if, if Ole Miss gets two this past weekend against A&M instead of one, and that's not out of the question to have think, thought that they could have done that, if they get one against Florida the prior weekend, it's, totally different. it's a completely different thing. I mean, instead of one and eight, you're three and six, you're, and you're in a three or four way tie for third place in the West. A year ago at this time, State was four and five in the conference. And mm. we're all like, if they could just win a series or two, they'll turn it around. And I mean, that, was, that team ended up being last place in the SEC. These two teams are both one and eight. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi will continue with you after this, broadcasting from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Mississippi. Let's go. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Don't hurt yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Today was the first day that I walked outside and I was like, ooh, summer is just around the corner. It's mid-80s, humidity up. Like, like to point out that, so Friday we had a remote in, at, at Dancing Rabbit. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, okay, we're outside. I'm going to wear shorts. So I wear shorts, and I see Richard, and he's wearing slacks. So today, again, we are outside. I'm thinking, well, you know, I'll present a professional image. Because we're at a golf course. You know, it's a little different. People wear shorts at the golf course. So I'm wearing slacks today. But not this guy. Look, 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 you can see right there. I'm wearing shorts. You screwed me. That is how I'm going to look at this. Oh, really? I'm going to start texting you every... I'm just going to send you one word. Shorts? This is every time we have a remote now. Um... Well, I know. I know that it's possible that you just ratted me out as well. I, I'm just saying. I know at the Oxford Banking Symposium, I got to wear slacks for that. That's that's. A, you don't have to text on that one. That's I'm fair. good for that one. I know. Yeah. But the rest of them, I'm going to need your opinion. Um, there's also the thought of you know you're a grown man. Well, I try to I try to conform. I'm very conform. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I had on pants this morning. All right, we talked about that earlier. Like the the Gallo show is kind of like the. Uh, like, you know, you got to have a dress code for that. I'm surprised they didn't make you wear a blazer, to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't do that. I'm just saying, like, you know, it feels like, you know, it's one of those restaurants where jacket is required. I mean, I have a lot. Oh. I don't think Gallo does that anymore, though. He used to. Like, the first time, I remember the first time I ever filled in for Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a spend the night in Jackson the night before, like, the hotel right there across from... The, the studio, yeah. and I got there at like 4.30, and it stayed up super late, gross. like prepping and all this oh, good this stuff, and I put on a coat and tie, man, <laughs> sat in the studio, I was like, I don't know, 
I don't know that I do that now. No, you can get away with it now. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, we're all good. Uh, this cookie, you're gonna eat it or no? That's your cookie. I'm not gonna eat it. You will see that Hey Dad is trying to pawn his cookie off on me. Cookies, by the way, are good. I, I walked inside during the well, break, Borky. So this should be our poll question today, because you asked a question that I think is kind of dumb. Do you, do, he's like, do you like chocolate chip cookies? So my question is, Borky, you make this the poll question while we still can before Elon We already have a poll us. question out there. This will be poll number two. Great. Okay. Do you like chocolate chip cookies? Okay. Can we have a more intelligent question? We're not That's scraping the saying. bottom of the barrel Okay, here. you're right. You know what? You, 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 well, hold, wait, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. The people who don't like chocolate chip cookies are the ones who are allergic to something that's in a chocolate chip cookie. I would agree that to the majority of the population on planet Earth, do you like chocolate chip cookies is a dumb question. Right. But you got to understand the audience to which I asked that question. I asked Brian Haydad that question. This is the guy who doesn't put any liquid, never mind not just milk, any liquid on cereal, and yet still eats it out of a bowl with a spoon. You are a freak. I'm not a savage. You are a freak. And so me Richard, asking, hey, Richard sitting at do you home like, with a box of Cheerios, just ah, like this. Do you like time. chocolate chip cookies? Doesn't really feel like it's that out of bounds a question. Look at me. Look at me. Look at, look at me in the eye. Do you think I like chocolate chip cookies? I mean, what do you what do you think the answer to the question is? I, I feel like I am actually exercising a little bit of self control I'm, I'm, right I'm now. Gonna, I'm gonna eat the cookie on air if the right this is going. I went uh, I went inside. I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab a cookie during the break, uh -huh. and I got a cookie. Yeah, and a donut, and another cookie, uh -huh. and then I walked past the box of donuts and I took a peek. Yeah. And I was hoping they were all going to be sprinkled because I'm not a sprinkled donut yeah, kind of guy, yeah. but there was a blueberry cake donut in there. I like donuts. And doggone it if there wasn't a bag of chips sitting on top of the donut box, and now I'm just a... Six months from now, you can be wearing my clothes. Not exactly clothes. a health nut. I'm going to switch it up. Tell Gentile just to send me your package, and you can have mine. You think? I hope not. Probably not. Probably not. Um, I, I want what fat somebody has Photoshop ability. I want to see what Fat Richard Cross would look like. I want to know what that guy would look like. Mm. You ever been chubby in your life? You ever have like a time where you were like the chubby kid? No, nah. no. Nah. Always rail thin, thin as a promise. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you bought jeans at the uh, the jean store when you were a kid, like it. Whatever it was. Like the, Where did you get those pants? At the pants store? <laughs> no, it was like what are we doing? Burlington Coat Factory or something like that. Like one of these big box stores where they got everything. Like I rem I don't I know. Didn't, I didn't have cross money growing up. The jean no, store. No, neither neither the jean store was Walmart. Well but okay, go ahead. okay, Walmart will work as well, but what like uh, On good day I got to JC Penney's for the Arizona. So yeah, yeah, yes, your 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 cross money was it is a myth, but nevertheless. When shopping for jeans, I remember as a kid that they had slim fit, yes. regular, and husky. Husky. I know all about it. I never wore huskies. Okay. Lucky you. Um, so, Michael Borky. Chocolate chip. Uh, how about a little uh, stat of the day? So, there's two. Which one would you prefer? I, I, I am intrigued by your the last four, last two, last Here two. Here it is, yeah. And, and the, where the you want to go with Southeastern this. Southeastern Conference dominance of college sports continues. Okay. Uh, the last four college football national championships have been won by SEC teams. Three different ones in the four, by the way. That's right. The last two women's college basketball national titles have been SEC teams. 
And so. that's two different teams as well. And also the last two College World Series teams. And that is two different teams, obviously, as well. You wouldn't and, know it. and if it wasn't for the old foul ball thing, then uh, it would be like the last four or five yes. College World Series. It is the last three College World Series teams. Because, I mean, there wasn't a College World Series in 2020, but Vanderbilt was the last one oh, true. in 2019. Yeah. So it is three instead of two. because it, and, it would, and it would it would be five straight because Florida won it the year before Oregon State did. Mm. Okay. I'm sure Arkansas Dominance. fans appreciate. Well, you know, when you drop the ball, you drop the ball. And they did Both not figuratively and literally drop the ball on a national championship. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it, it is really a shame. You hate to see it. You you do. Yeah. So four straight college football national championships, two of which belong to Georgia. Mm-hmm. One belongs to LSU. One belongs to Alabama. Yeah. Back-to-back national champions in women's basketball, South Carolina two years ago, LSU this year. Correct. And Mississippi State two years ago in Omaha and Ole Miss last year. Yeah, and then Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt the year before that. Right. Well, two years before before that, that, but the the last three College World Series champions. Right, I don't know why they didn't put that on the graphic. Hmm. It is... Even uh, the conference doesn't want to celebrate Vanderbilt's tainted winnings. Yeah. It's incredible. And, and, you know, men's basketball thought that there were multiple teams that had a chance. Yeah. And the, the thing is, if we go deeper, we go into, like, track, softball. I mean, obviously Oklahoma, but, you know, this is really good in softball. Volleyball. I mean, there's still there's more national championships there. Yeah. There are a bunch. Hey, slow down, buddy. Is Greg listening? Slow down. Is Greg listening? It really does mean more, sir. Uh, there was another stat of the day. Did I miss the other one? Give me the other stat of the day. We got time? You said there were two. Let's hang on to this one until after the break. Okay. But we have another stat of the day that is uh, coming in just a little while. Oh, by the way, I, we haven't we mentioned have the Masters guest coming today. up. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hang on to it. Maybe for tomorrow then. Uh, but we haven't mentioned the Masters today, understandably so. Uh, your nightmare is over. The peach ice cream sandwiches are it's back. back. Oh, yeah. That's good news. Yeah, talked about that three two dollars and fifty cents, three dollars. They had the menu this this morning. Yes, they are um, two dollars and fifty cents. This menu, uh, you know, I know it's it's apples to oranges because of how much money Augusta National has and the Masters generates. But I, I mean, could you imagine if this was the, the the price points in our stadiums, like anywhere else in the country? Well, they, they, I was told, uh, I saw a tweet earlier today, like, yeah, those those prices have stayed in 1950, but the uh, the merchandise tent has not. But even no. that's kind of low, lower than you Is would expect. That's hey, I don't know. Than you would expect, <laughs> maybe, anyway. Maybe it's a volume thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, when you buy six polos, you know. Yeah, all right. So the uh, the Masters concession stand menu: egg salad is the cheapest at a buck fifty. Buck fifty for pimento cheese. Three dollars for barbecue. Masters Club ham and cheese on rye. Does anybody choose rye of their own? Of their own doing. You're getting like corned beef or pastrami. Yeah. Uh, classic chicken, three bucks. Chicken salad on honey wheat. That's new. Three dollars. Oh, fancy. Uh, your domestic and import beers are five dollars. The Masters Crow's Nest beer, cool name, five dollars. If you want white wine, I feel like that's new to the menu. It's six bucks. A little crisp 
you know, greet you? Two dollars and fifty cents for what? Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. I'd eat seven of them. Seven. You would look like me at the end of that. If you if you had a box of them sitting here right now. Yeah. Is it sandwiched between cookies or is it like a? a no, it's true ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich, but the ice cream is peach. Yes, sir. Oof. With peach chunks in it. Oh. Was it last year, Borky, that there was like a supply chain issue and they didn't have it? They, they uh, possibly have changed vendors is oh. the, the, the line of thinking oh. for this year. Well, that had to be a blow. Imagine getting that phone call like, we're out, the Masters is out. Oh, somebody well, got fired. Well, they should. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. Can't accept anything less. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. It's a tradition unlike any other. We'll Streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Coming to you from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Hey guys, what, happened? what the heck are you doing? Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game. Sports Talk Mississippi. Is that for me? Yes, you may have that cookie if you would like. It's Thank pretty good. I got, it looks good. It looks real good. Now, Brian Haydad might fight you over it, but that cookie is is for whomever would uh, would like it. Welcome again, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We are coming to you from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Been here since six o'clock this morning. This for the kids. For me? No, for the kids. Is this going in my pocket? No, no. All right, this is Bentley. And Bentley just brought me a $20 bill, and he said that this is for the kids. That's awesome, Bentley. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Good stuff. Thanks, dude. So we'll, we will hand this off. We'll get it at the end of the segment. So, I, But I don't want to be accused of, uh, of not doing anything, what I'm supposed to do with it. Laura, Laura, here. Take it. There you go. That's for the kids. Courtesy of Bentley. Uh, you can donate as well at uh, sallykatewinners.org. Incredible work that is happening here. Kyle Chandler joins us now. Um, his insurance company, Galloway Chandler McKinney, is a, a community supporter of Sally Kate Winters Family Services. And uh, Kyle, thanks for coming by. Great to see you. And, and I guess I would just start with, with why. Why has this place been important to, uh, to you guys? Well, it's been here for um, decades, and it's it. Uh, I don't know what West Point would be without it. It's, it's it's always been here. It's a staple of the town. It's always had phenomenal leadership that is that has run this home. That's why it's grown from three or four employees and a handful of kids 30 years ago to what it is today, which I think is probably over 20 employees and and uh, countless children that it serves on an annual basis. So. Um, the, the work that it does and the people that work here, um, the community is very, very lucky to have them here, and the area as well. You know, it's it, it's interesting when you travel around the state. You, you go to different places, and, and different communities kind of have almost a niche. Like, like, like there's something that the community supports in, in different places, whether you're on the coast or central Mississippi or north Mississippi. And... We've been doing this for a couple of years now, and with all the people that I've talked to, it feels like there's a very real sense of pride locally mm-hmm. in what Sally Kate Winters does for the children of kind of the Golden Triangle area, but also from other parts of the state, and and people want to support it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, and I think you don't have to look any further than the events they put on in locally in the Golden Triangle, especially in West Point throughout the year, is... Uh, the businesses, the churches, all the all the community organizations all tend to get behind every single one of those events with their time and their money. Yeah, uh, which I think is is a 
again, a testament to the fact of the leadership they've had here through the years that have built that because that didn't just show up overnight. Throughout the course of the day, we've talked about some of the different programs that are, are available here. And the, the emergency shelter that is especially targeted for, for younger kids, the transitional care for, for older people who are transitioning kind of to, uh, to adulthood, the, the runaway program, and then there's the, the, the part of it that's hard to talk about, and that's the, the intervention services, the counseling. Um, that part of the process is really hard, um, but it's so incredibly necessary. Yeah, I think every every thing you just mentioned is is incredibly necessary, and mainly because, in my opinion, you know, 30 years ago when when children were were when we were that age, you know, five, ten, fifteen, fourteen, twelve years old, whatever it may be, yeah, I think the children today face far more obstacles in their life than you and I did uh, for a variety of different reasons but I think a home like this especially with the emergency care at night where you know if a child is distressed or in trouble they know there's a safe place to go and they're, they're just confronted with so many different things through um, um, you know home life or you know social media events things there's so many different um, outside um, uh, things in their environment that that yeah. negatively affect them, and a home like this it just makes it invaluable for for children in that situation. I was filling in for Paul Gallo this morning, and Attorney General Lynn Fitch was on the show, and and she talked some about that, and it was kind of all of these things are interconnected, right? When when you talk about physical abuse and sexual abuse, and you you think about online bullying sex trafficking that that happens from online it's like all of this stuff kind of weaves is weaved together and there's so much out there that's so hard to control and unfortunately children have readily available access so much of the time it, it's just hard yeah and I, I i can't imagine being that age and going through um through that with what they have to experience on a day-to-day -day basis yeah and, it, and a lot of it, I'm sure, comes back to, to parenting and what the home life is like. But still, in, in a lot of those situations, there's you, you can't shield them from everything. Sure. So if, if you don't have an organization like this that's embedded in your community, what happens to those children? And it's heartbreaking. But if you've got something like this here that is, that is helping, um, even though they can't help everybody, for everyone that they do help that makes such a difference in the future of that child because who knows what would have happened to that child had they not been here. And in a perfect world there's a support system in place for every kid for whatever they're going through that can just kind of wrap their arms around it but the, the reality is we don't live in a perfect world That's and right. so Sally Kate Winters is here and the staff is trained specifically to be able to, to gently and carefully kind of uh, whether they're talking about actually or figuratively wrap their arms around these kids and, and show them that they're loved. It's Correct. incredible. Correct. Uh, thank you. Uh, Galloway Chandler McKinney Insurance, a community uh, supporter of uh, Sally Kate Winters Family Services, Kyle Chandler. Glad Chandler. to be here. Thank you. Great to Pleasure see you. meeting you. As well. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour coming up. Don't forget, if you would like to be a part of what's happening here at Sally Kate Winters, you can go online and uh, make a donation. Uh, it can be a monthly recurring donation, a memorial, an honor Honorarium. However, you are led to do that. We would encourage you to do so at sallykatewinters.org. Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour coming up next. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
hear that and it makes me think something big's about to happen. It's college football fix. Bigger. It's the final hour of Sports Talk Mississippi on this Tuesday. Maybe that's big enough in and of itself. Anytime Richard Cross and Brian Haydad are together, it's a big deal. Final uh, final hour of a day that has been a big day and a great day. It's Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Laura, your, your button on it says, "Helping children is everyone's responsibility." Right? What a great what a great slogan. And uh, we've kind of heard that story as we've gone throughout the course of the day with uh, community supporters, with people that work at Sally Kate Winters, with people that support financially uh, the, the work that is happening here, whether it's businesses or individuals or kind of estate planning, all of the above, there's a lot of good that is happening here at Sally Kate Winters Family Services. And, and you know, we've talked about this before, right, with... Uh, with our relationship with Palmer Home in the past, there are so many children in need, and there's not enough help to go around with that need. And so we are so incredibly thankful, honored to be here, yes. and and thankful to be able to uh, to be here and get to share the story of Sally Kate Winters Family Services. This is a place. This place, the Palmer Home. These are places you wish didn't exist, but since they have to exist. You're glad that they're here and they're doing all the good work that they are. Yeah, you're uh, you're absolutely right. Well said. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino. You can learn more about the sportsbook online at pearlriverresort.com or learn for yourself by visiting the sportsbook, part of Golden Moon Casino and Pearl River Resort. Ceasefire text line, as always, is open to you at 601-879-4395. Have not gotten to as many of your messages today. We apologize for that. lot happening uh, again uh, today throughout the course of the day. So uh, 601-879-4395. Ceasefire can help you with whatever it is that you're looking for online. You can find them at ceasefire.com, whether it's home internet service with their fiber to the home product, business internet, and all of your IT needs or your, uh, your personal wireless service. Find the best plans available to you and for you at cspire.com or stop by a cspire store anywhere in the state of Mississippi. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. It is time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. F-Series, America's best-selling truck, 46 straight years. Get behind the wheel of an F-150 today at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. So today for the College Football Fix, we, uh, we, we go this route. Michael Borky. Big fan of Hugh Freeze. <laughs> Tell me why, Michael Borky. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> making a great point today. Uh, I, I really like, and this is something that we've talked about on the show before, but it's more been like, you know, off-season chatter. Here's an idea, but a, a coach of his uh, reach, if you will, uh, talking about this so openly, I think is uh, a nice step in the direction to get something like this done. Here is Hugh Freeze. So Talk. we can play the clip, right? Yeah, yeah we can play the clip. Here's Hugh Freeze talking about what spring games should actually be. 
the solution to my the solution is allow us to scrimmage somebody on a day <laughs> another team and I think everybody would get out of it exactly what they want and if everybody's doing that then um, you know and let's adopt a charity um, to give all the proceeds to um, you know let's let's take foster care in the state of Alabama or, or orphan care in the state of Alabama and let's all let's Alabama play uh, Troy and we play UAB or vice versa or whoever I don't care or Alabama State or, or, or whoever and people will come see that and you're decreasing your injury um, possibilities by 50% and coaches are smart enough to control we're not going to hit each other's quarterbacks we practice that way and if you want to put a blue jersey or a different jersey on somebody this don't take to the ground we can do that and I just think it would be great for the sport I think it would be awesome NFL gets to scrimmage against others high schools get to scrimmage against each other's and I just for the life of me I don't understand why we haven't gotten to that point where we can pull that off there is not one word that came out of Hugh Freeze's mouth there that I disagree with yeah I mean it, it, it's not a home run it's a grand slam if you choose to go down this road mm -hmm. uh, like seriously I love everything about it and and Borky's right this is something that we've talked about in the past not everybody has to participate yeah but everybody has the opportunity to participate if they are so inclined. Yeah. If you want to put a restriction on it where it has to be a school in your state, yeah. so be it. I mean, you got it covered here in Mississippi. Yeah, not an issue in Mississippi. If you want to say, well, we don't have enough programs and you want to say there's a regional restriction, okay, well, whatever. But but don't like don't water this thing down with a bunch of rules. Right. Let your rules be that the two head coaches, the two athletics departments, will agree on a format. They'll agree on a date. They'll agree on a ticket price. Whoever the, the visiting team is will be compensated for their travel and for their expenses. And beyond that, any money that's raised. I, I, I love what he says. I mean, Hugh and Jill Freeze were involved with the two things that he mentioned very prominently in their time in Mississippi with, with foster care and orphan care. Mm -hmm. Raised a lot of money, donated a lot of money, tip of the cap to them for that. Yeah. And, and that clearly is a cause that is close to their hearts. And it's a cause that he is continuing to, um, to trumpet in Alabama. I would assume that he did as well when he was in Virginia in his time at Liberty. And I just... His point about injury risk going down by 50%? That's true. You're like, well, what's the math on that? Well, <laughs> you only got half your team playing at a time. Yeah. So, and I mean, in reality, everybody thuds. And everybody, in reality, you're going to play your starters a couple series, and then you can get the young guys work. Yeah. So, if yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody down the depth chart gets hurt, it's not great for them, but you're not losing your starting quarterback. You're not losing your starting cornerback in all likelihood. I especially like him bringing the NFL into this. 
because not only do they play three preseason games, they also have joint practices where they scrimmage and and they'll do uh, just like lineman drills against each other. If the $11 billion a year NFL that has $120 million defensive tackles, for example, and $500 million quarterbacks and $150 million wide receivers, if they can do this multiple times a year before the season begins and do it comfortably and avoid injuries, then college can too. I I love that point because... of how much is at stake in the NFL, you would think they would be the ones that were, oh, no, we can't have these scrimmages because Patrick Mahomes might get hurt. The Chiefs will have a joint practice with somebody in three preseason games. They figure it out. Yeah. And like I said, the state of Mississippi, how easy is it? You just rotate Jackson State, Alcorn State, Mississippi Valley State between state, southern, Ole Miss. Yeah. Easy. It's done. And you can either rotate them or you can say you're going to pair up. I mean, if Ole Miss wants to say, hey, let's do a deal with Alcorn State for the next three seasons, you'll come to our place in the spring. You want to do it one? I, I don't care. What, I mean, the, the details, somebody else can figure those out. Yeah. This is the idea. Is it, it's really, really good. Really good. And especially to save the FBS games. That, that's that, because you, you mentioned Alcorn and, and Jackson State and Valley. It, uh, my fear is, as we've talked about in the past, those games going away. And if those games go away, a lot of programs are going to start yeah. cutting teams in sports. And so that could be, I, I know Hugh mentioned the charity component, which is a great thing, but it could also be a thing that salvages a lot of FBS football. And I know nobody cares about FBS football, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people get free educations and life-altering educations to play football at those FBS programs. And if you take those games away where they go get thumped by Alabama once a year, you're going to lose scholarships, you're going to lose sports, you're going to lose programs. And so if you can preserve that by doing something like this, it would be great for the sport. What would the crowd look like? It would be good. It'd be 40,000. People come for a legit game. Yeah. Aaron and Meridian says Ole Miss against East Mississippi Community College. I think you would have an issue with playing a junior college because of the recruitable players aspect of that. Uh, and they lose so many guys for the spring semester. I, I don't think that would work. Somebody said uh, just another good idea for the NCAA to shoot down. Possibly. Um, he brought this up when he was at Ole Miss, too. No arguments here. I, I agree. This is something that Hugh Freeze has believed in for a uh, for a long time. That is your college football fix. That's a good one. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We will continue with you after this. Can you feel it? Can you hear it? Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi. text line. It's actually not a dumb question. You'd be surprised at the answer. This is the chocolate chip cookie question, by the way. We had to do a project for stats class. I had, that's one of those questions. It was like, choose between these five or whatever. Chocolate chip was tied at 33% with two others, sugar and something else. But the surprising thing was over the half the people polled did not like chocolate chip cookies at all. Where do you go to school? University of Russia? 
I'll let you in a little something. Yeah. If you give me the option, uh-huh. there's a uh, there's a cookie place in Oxford. What's uh, what's it called? Insomnia. Insomnia cookies. Everyone, Insomnia cookies on the square. Yeah. And they do the warm cookies. Yeah. And if I go in there, yeah. uh, get you know get half dozen or dozen or whatever the whatever it is, I get the snickerdoodles for me every single time. Snickerdoodle. I'm I'm not like I'm not anti chocolate chip, mm-hmm. but I don't want too many chocolate chips in my chocolate chip cookie. Like, I want the ratio of cookie dough to chocolate chips to overwhelmingly favor the cookie dough. Right. And honestly, I want chocolate chips, not chocolate chunks. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm with you on these things. You sound like the guy from, you sound like De Niro in Casino when he was complaining about the blueberry muffins. I want an equal amount of blueberries in every muffin. Was that De Niro's character? Yeah. What a movie that was. That's a great movie, yeah. Well, I hadn't seen that one in a long time. Yeah. Mm. Who all was in that? Pesci, Sharon Stone, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Don Rickles. Yeah. Rickles is the tough guy. Made me laugh. Like, it was was funny. It was unintentionally funny. Yeah. You said Pesci. I was thinking Danny DeVito, but I knew it wasn't Danny DeVito. It was Joe Pesci. Pesci. Uh, Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm, Supertalk TV, coming to you from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. Glad to be with you. Glad to be here supporting the uh, the cause, supporting the mission of uh, this great place, and a uh, a really good reminder on the uh, the buttons that they're wearing here today that uh, protecting children is everyone's responsibility. If you want to work with Sally Kate Winters, whether it's volunteering your time, uh, if you've got uh, got got some talent or you got some treasure, uh, then that is uh, an opportunity for you to uh, to be involved. Uh, so SallyKateWinters.org. Is uh, is how you can get involved and uh, can make a donation if you are so or inclined to you do. Can just come up here like like Bentley did and just that was pretty awesome. Give you cash money. Well, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Michael Borky, we have masters pairings uh, or groups. What? Somebody. Like I read the text line and I was like, "What?" And then I realized they're quoting the movie Casino there. Oh, that's <laughs> like, like. Wrong number, dude. Oh, wait. No. Okay. I get it now. Thank you for the laughing, rolly, smiley face at the end. Buddy, you got to be careful who you text stuff to. <laughs> and, and, and Borky, at the same time, let's, uh, that's one of those where we don't just need to read without, yeah, let's like, not, yeah. oh, just reading along. Oh, whoa, whoa. I, I think I would have stopped myself before I got to I, I hope the, so. the meat of that one. Here, here's hoping. Yeah. Here is hoping. So, groupings. We can't call them pairings if it's three-man groups, can we? Yeah, there's a couple of duos, but uh, they did well. They, I mean, the live guys, some of them kind of got the shaft, if we're being honest. But How the, so? With who they got paired with? Uh, Cam Smith got a good group. Uh, it, they're like the international fema, phenoms, but he's really in, he's endeared himself this week to a lot of people. I, I mean, he is very anti how the rest of them have acted, really. I mean, you've got Phil with all of his crap and Bryson and Patrick Reed suing everybody, and Cam Smith is, like, like wholesome and normal and not He's trying like, to make excuses and not trying to be mad at people. He's just like, hey, I took money, man. I'm here to compete. Like, I, I'm happy for everybody. Like, I'm not going to talk about anybody. I'm good. 
Did did I see like I love golf and they gave me a hundred million dollars and I'm 24. Yeah. Did I see like, where basically like in these these match these pairings whatever you want to call them that they didn't do a whole lot of live versus PGA Tour. Not a lot. There's some. Let, let's walk through the ones that that you think stand out, Borky. Yeah, so uh, Tiger, of course, on his own. I was captivated by his press conference today. We have this conversation. Oh, I have an observation. Yeah? Go go ahead. I want to hear why you were captivated, and I have an observation. You you guys are going to laugh at me for this, but go ahead. But because it's him. He's 47 years old, and Mm -hmm. and despite his recent win at Augusta, which a few years ago now, he's not necessarily relevant on the course. He's not competitive. He doesn't play. And yet, when he's behind a microphone, the, the golf world stops. It's unbelievable the gravitas that he still has. Uh, he grips the sport still at his age and, and lack of competing. It's unbelievable. All right. Are you guys ready to laugh at me? Yeah. So, Tiger Woods' shirt was different. If you go back to when Tiger Woods came onto the scene in 1997, you remember what he was wearing? I mean, it was it was Nike. Yeah. But do you remember how it fit? Oh, it was big and baggy. Yeah. It was it, all the golfers were wearing baggy shirts then. And then Tiger starts to slim down. He starts to bulk up a little bit, and then it becomes a little bit more of an athletic cut. Yeah. And Tiger goes the uh, the mock turtleneck route, the the mock short sleeve turtleneck route for a while. And he's kind of filling that out. Then he goes back to the collared golf shirts, but they're all like they look like they're painted on. Right. And he's just cut up. Now it's possible, Borky, that he's just 47 years old and he's tired of wearing tight shirts. But God knows I am. I'm telling you, if you looked at him in the press conference today, there was more extra fabric. On the shirt that Tiger Woods was wearing, than any shirt he has put on or worn publicly in two decades. Are you? Up? And if you no, just just hang, just hang with me. If you watch him out on the range on the putting green, it is a baggier fitting shirt. Here's my question. So th- this is the observation again. You can you can call me. I'm a. Do- there are trends that happen in fashion, right? Everything that's old becomes new again. I'm wondering if Nike has decided that they are going to try and start a new trend and have a bit of a shift in the way they make shirts. It's just something to watch over the course of the next three to five years. Are they going to push back to a baggier style in the name of selling a new lot of shirts? I hope so. You, th- I, you may think I'm crazy. Look, no, uh, you're not. You're making I got, sense. I got the one other- mediums. Uh, you, yeah, you, yeah. you can't sell to the average guy because he doesn't want to wear well, tight shirts because he doesn't have muscles, you know? It's a little look, bit different. Trends happen. What is the trend in golf hats? And it's almost about to go away, I think. I hope so. But, but we've gone to the high crown golf hat. Not like the one I've got on right now. But you, you see me, the high crown golf hat with the rope at the base of the where the hat meets the bill. Right. Why did that happen? Well, it happened... Because Donald Trump brought that back. When he became mainstream and he was on everybody's deal, people started wearing the Make America Great Again hats. They were that style. They became popular. And every golf course in America, through imperial sports brands, started carrying those hats. And now it doesn't matter what the golf course is. You can find golf hats that have got the, the patch 
kind of on, on the middle of them with that golf course's logo in it, kind of in cursive. And, and they're evolving. So, I mean, trends change in fashion. I'm just wondering if Tiger Woods wearing what he was wearing today at Augusta is a sign that Nike has a little bit of an internal philosophy change in how they're going to make golf shirts. When you said you possible. made a, a weird observation during his press conference, I thought yours was going to be that a, a billionaire shouldn't be losing that much hair without correcting Ooh. it. Maybe he doesn't care. You may not. I guess it doesn't matter. But if I had a billion dollars and I was losing the top of my hair, uh, I would I would go to somebody and make sure I stopped losing the top of my hair. Yeah, LeBron did. Somebody said light trucks, boxied around it and back and forth. You're right. Yeah. He also yeah, no, described that, same that, deal that he had a bunch of hardware in his leg today. He said it's still mine, but there there's a lot of hardware in there. Yeah. <laughs> um. One. Uh, oh. How about this observation? I was having lunch, and Golf Channel was on, but there was no volume. Phil, talking to reporters. Not in the main press area. Oh. Phil Mickelson, former champion, did not command the main dais with the big Magnolia scene behind him in the big media room. He was set outside in front of like some uh, holly bushes with a single microphone and a few reporters talking to him. They and said on TV last night he rejected the opportunity to do the full podium. That really? he was asked and said no. Okay. Phil did not look super healthy either. Like lost a lot of weight. Just kind of like gaunt in the like neck yeah. area. Maybe he's in great shape. I don't know. I. Uh, he's getting I, I was, up there in age a little bit. I was having lunch with a guy, and he's like, man, I hope, like, you know, for that guy to have a friend, you'd have to, you know, tie a pork chop around a dog's neck or, you know, his neck and let a dog play with him. I said, well, well here's my question. Would you rather see him shoot a million and not – if you're anti-Phil, would you rather see him shoot a million and not make the cut or be in contention on Sunday and fall apart in the most heartbreaking and spectacular fashion possible? I don't know. You can think on that. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back with you. Pearl River Resort Studios today from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. I listen to it at work. At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. Two very separate but very compelling debates that are happening during the break, that just happened during the break. And uh, it feels like it would only be fair for us to bring those to you, for you to weigh in on on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. That's the number. Sports Talk Mississippi broadcasting live from Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point. If you want to give... We would love for you to help with the uh, work that is happening here as they are uh, protecting children, not just in the Golden Triangle area, but from the entire state of Mississippi through all of their internal programs, whether it's the emergency shelter where kids can stay for up to 45 days, sometimes longer if necessary, but it gives them a home, it gives them care, it gives them love, it gives them uh, uh, meals, the, the whole deal. 
Last year, Sally Kate Winters Family Services served over just shy of 9,000 meals to its uh, to its residents and provided over 3,000 nights of uh, warm, safe places to rest for children receiving care here. It is an incredible mission, an incredible organization. You can learn more about them online at sallykatewinters.org. That's sallykatewinters.org. Um, let me lay both of these out before we respond to either. One that comes from Jace in Chickasaw on the ceasefire text line. He tweeted or, or texted us, Phil now, Phil yesterday, Phil forever. Off the pine straw is still the best shot ever hit in Masters history, in my opinion. That's what Jace in Chickasaw writes. Is Phil off the pine straw the best shot ever hit in the tournament in the Masters at Augusta? I say no, but I will certainly hear an argument for that shot. It was incredible. Borky pointed out he missed the putt. Yeah, and that, that brings it down a notch. If you can't complete it, then it, it, how great was it? Uh, but it's still an incredible shot. In my lifetime, like I'm not going to talk about something Sandy Lyle did in the 70s or, or whatever. I think that you uh, brought up the number one, the the best shot in tournament history, at least in modern history. Well, I mean, Bubba's hook out of the trees yeah. was unbelievable. But there are a lot of now. Now look, I would argue that Tiger's chip in at 16. Can't be the best shot ever in Masters history because it was a chip in around the green on a par three. You can tell me that that's complete faulty logic. I looked at a, a list of top ten shots in Masters history, and that's number one. And people say it's not even close. Okay, if you want to argue that, but for what I'm thinking about, I need something that's longer. Now, maybe the most famous shot ever hit the Masters came in 1935. Gene Sarazen, you got to remember, in an era of persimmon woods with hickory shafts from 235 yards out, made a two, an, alba, uh, uh, an albatross, a double eagle on the par 5 15th. That rarest of birds. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Um, but, you know. I don't even know if we've got moving pictures of that. Probably not. So, uh, but there is a, I think there's a plaque there. Forky, the other debate. I, did, did you hear us talking about this? Yes, I did. Greatest, what, what, what started this conversation? Uh, the casino. Oh, yeah. The, we, the, the text we got about casino, and I just made a random comment that's like, man, Robert De Niro is such a good actor. And Haydad said that he is at minimum, at minimum, the second best actor of a generation. Now, I understand generation is a loose term, right? I mean, like, because when you we, when we ask this question in a second, I'm going to ask you, are these guys really in the same generation? And, and they're not, okay. but you're basically saying in terms of actors who are between the ages of 40 and 80, roughly. Yeah. that That's the, the, the generation you're talking about. You're not putting Ryan Reynolds... No. In this category. You're not putting Hugh Jackman in this category. Sure. 
So you're saying greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And and then you were like, well, hold on, here's a top four. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is 46, by the way. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, I'll put yeah. Uh, so top four, Pacino, De Niro, we said Hanks, and uh, Nicholson. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Tom Hanks, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Ooh, that leaves off Denzel. Denzel is in the next. Is in that group. He's in the next generation. He is not in that in that generation. I don't know the. No, he he no he falls in that generation window we're talking about. He's behind those guys for me. I love Denzel. So so, so Borky, here's what I threw at, at Haydad. He's like, no, that's dumb. Do you have to mention Tom Cruise in that group? And Haydad's argument was. He hasn't been an Oscar winner in a drama. Where is the Godfather in his on his IMBD page or IMDb page? Exactly. And I get that. Um, but his catalog is ridiculous, ridiculously successful. Are you just arguing that he's not as good an actor? He's not as good an actor as De Niro, Pacino, Nicholson, Hanks. Pretty good. And it's pretty it's diverse. Good. Good. I mean, in, in it is a few good men the movie in which he had his best acting performance. Probably. Probably. Ceasefire text line. In which case, I mean, De Niro, his best acting performance is one best actor. Yeah. So. Um, too many monologues with Tom Cruise. Sean Connery. Where is Stallone? Come on. I love Stallone, though. Uh, yeah, but best of a generation? No. Robert De Niro's an idiot, though. Good actor, just a complete idiot. Tom Cruise is a nutcase, too. Yeah, yeah well, don't mo- disagree mo- with most people all this are. I'm, I'm not worried about where these guys are. Morgan Freeman. I, I, I mentioned Morgan Freeman to Haydad. I just don't think he has been... Billing, you know? he, he hasn't been the lead yeah. enough times. Yeah. Clint Eastwood is the greatest actor, hands down. Yeah. He's really good. He's ha- good. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's an interesting one, right? Think about the, I mean, he blockbuster movies. Yeah. Did you just brush away Sean Connery? Yes. I mean, I love James Bond, but what has he done other than that? He's great in The Untouchables. I really think we're underselling Denzel here. We are. Um, I love Denzel. Mel Gibson. He was on that path. But what's he done, you know, since then? Man, we're really underselling Denzel. The more I look at his catalog, the more I realize how outstanding this is. Yeah. Somebody says, where's Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis, he's a different kind of actor to me. You know, the the movies that he makes, like, there's never going to be a Daniel Day-Lewis blockbuster movie. Yeah. We get a uh, a Will Ferrell, okay. <laughs> what, I mean, Will Ferrell's a really good actor. I love. We're, Will we're Ferrell talking about. Uh, we're about we're talking about a different type. Yeah. Um. Somebody said Al, Robert, Jack, and Cruz. Hey, over Hanks. I, I just I can't get behind that. Is Hunter Hanks diverse though? It feels like he kind of plays the same guy. Well, I mean, Forrest Gump is not the same as the uh, the guy that got stranded on the island, is it? Is he saying Tom Hanks plays the same guy? I mean, 
No, come on. Philadelphia is, I mean. Philadelphia to to Castaway to Forrest Gump. To, to Big. To Big. To uh, Road to Perdition. To, to I mean. It, Not as much guys. diversity as. No, plenty of diverse, diversity for Tom Cruise. Total. Yeah. No, I disagree with you. I Rob, disagree. Robin Williams? No. Okay. Mrs. Doubtfire didn't do it for you? I like Mrs. Doubtfire. Sports Talk Mississippi. Got baseball tonight. Mississippi State hosting Grambling. Ole Miss at Memphis. Southern Miss hosting Southeastern Louisiana. A um, lot of lot of good stuff there. We get a Paul Newman. Um, Paul, that's a different generation. That's a generation. Yeah, I, w- I would put that one in a different generation. That's before De Niro Pacino. I mean, I'll hear an argument for Kevin Costner. Costner could, could get into this debate. He could. There's a lot of depth, and and has kind of recreated at this point of his career. The Yellowstone thing has reinvented him. You said no way on Costner? Compared to the Pacinos of the world, no. He's 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 a tier below. Doesn't he? And Dances with Wolves, anyone best actor? Pretty sure he did. I'll go with you on that. I'm not a big Oscars guy. Yeah. We uh, we've got one segment left with you before we wrap things up on this Tuesday afternoon. Kappa Delta Sorority at Mississippi State uh, has as its primary philanthropy Sally Kate Winters Family Services. We will talk with a couple of the ladies from Kappa Delta when we come back about uh, their role and their relationship with Sally Kate Winters as uh, we wrap things up. Thank you for being with us all day long on Super Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. We'll finish things up when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi, Pearl River Resort Studio, today coming to you from West Point. next keep it moving buddy you can be a part of sports talk mississippi 888-808-8637 on super talk mississippi one last time with you on this tuesday afternoon sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm supertalktv.com and of course on your supertalk mississippi stations since 6 o'clock this morning, we have been at Sally Kate Winters Family Services in West Point telling you about the amazing work that is happening in terms of protecting children in the Golden Triangle area and beyond. It's been a, a great day. Our thanks to the entire team. And one of the things that we focused on this afternoon has been community partners. We talked with uh, uh, with Ben Perry earlier this, uh, I'm sorry, with Perry Green, sorry, old joke there, uh, with Perry Green earlier this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, great conversation with him. Perry has been with Renaissance Bank for a really long time. Renaissance has been a great partner of uh, Sally Kate Winters Family Services. Kyle Chandler from Galloway Chandler McKinney Insurance uh, was with us in the 4 o'clock hour. And it is my pleasure to welcome Anna Bradley and Abby from Kappa Delta Sorority at Mississippi State. Kappa Delta has chosen Sally Kate Winters as its primary philanthropy and has raised a ton of money 
for uh, Sally Kate Winters Family Services. Ladies, great to be with both of you. Welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi. Thank you. We're Thank so you happy to be here. F first radio show for, for each of you? Or? I think okay. so. All right, there we go. So we are, uh, we're breaking ground. So let's talk a little bit about the, the philanthropic side of, of what happens with, with Kappa Delta at Mississippi State. Anna Bradley, we'll start with you. Uh, in terms of the, the service element of this and, and raising money, tell us a little bit about it. So um, our philanthropy is a huge part of Kappa Delta and our chapter, um, and we are so lucky to get to work so closely with our philanthropy. Um, so we actually have four philanthropies, um, and Sally Kate Winters is one of them. It's our local one, and we're so lucky to be able to go and work with the kids a couple times a week. And I think that's what's so great because sometimes with philanthropies, it kind of gets lost in translation. You really don't know, like, okay, what am I doing this for? But yeah. it's it's so wonderful that we know that what we're doing is truly making a difference. And We've just loved being able to come here and be able to work with the kids. And Abby, the the truth and the, and the hard part about what happens here at, at Sally Kate Winters is this is a wonderful place that's doing amazing things for children, but it's children that are coming largely from abusive situations, and so that's a really difficult piece. When when you think about kind of what some of the money that's raised through Kappa Delta that comes here goes, what what does that mean to you in terms of how this is helping kids? It means a lot to me because I actually have the pleasure, I'm one of the chairs that get to come here once a week and so I work hands on every single week with these kids and so when we raise money, like this past week we had one of our philanthropy events to raise money for our philanthropies including Sally Kate and it just means a lot to me because I do get to come in this house every week and see exactly who's here and what's going on and how much it really means to them to see our faces come through the doors. And, and in getting to see them, I, I know you know these kids are amazing. They're, they're, they're mm -hmm. unbelievably resilient and they, they feel loved and it's so incredible to kind of see them thriving in this environment. It is. I really, it's so much fun seeing them and hearing about their days at school and the friends they've made and just what they're learning through the process and how much fun they have when I bring a different group of girls every week with me and they love getting to meet us and they're so sad when we leave so it's really just it makes my heart really happy whenever we get to come and see how happy we make them. Good for you. Good for you. Anna Bradley, uh, with Anna Bradley and Abby from uh, Kappa Delta at, uh, at Mississippi State. So, so tell me about the philanthropic events that uh, you guys do to raise money. So, what do we got? So we um, do two large philanthropy events for them, one in the fall and one in the spring. Okay. Our fall event is a pancake late night where basically we make all these pancakes, bacon, sausage, breakfast food, and um, it's late at night. I think it ends at like 10 o'clock, and so anyone um, from campus or in Starkville, they can come, and we fill you up with a bunch of pancakes, and all the proceeds go towards Sally Kate and our amazing um, philanthropies, and then one that we just had this past weekend was our Shamrock 5K, and that was one of the most incredible events ever. Um, we had it Saturday morning, had so many people come out, um, and just seeing people excited um, to, you know, do this activity to raise money for such a great cause. It was so much fun, and I know our girls get really excited, even though it's a 5K. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to make people excited about running, but you know, it was Saturday morning. It was Saturday morning. It's two and a half miles. I know. I walk outside and I just see our front yard flooded with people excited and ready to go. And I was like, this is awesome. And so we absolutely love um, getting to do it. And so. Um, it was super fun. So, so I've been to one of the pancake events before that, that's done 
at another school, at another sorority. It doesn't matter. That is the stickiest thing in the history of the world. Like there's syrup, like you, there's no way to get around the syrup that's everywhere. But no, what a cool event! It it was certainly messy. Um, and by the end of the night, um, our cooks made one giant pancake, and I, I think that was one of my favorite memories ever because we all held up the pancake. I don't think anyone ate it. I'm pretty sure we threw it away just because we were like, we are. We've had so many pancakes tonight. But. I can't imagine taking food and just throwing it away for no reason <laughs> like that cookie that made it for like two hours out here and finally took a bite of it it uh it went to the birds all right final thing abby if uh, if somebody's looking for a reason to give give me a, a 20 second reason why they should support sally kate winners there are kids here that really enjoy company and really enjoy seeing new faces and getting to know people and hearing their experiences and i just feel like that should really push people to volunteer and give in a donation drive or whatever it may yep. be because it really means a lot to these kids. SallyKateWinners.org, that is how you can donate. Thanks to everybody that's been part of this today, Triana Bradley and Abby, finishing it on a high note. Great to be with you. We'll do this again tomorrow. Sports Talk Mississippi, the Pearl River Resort Studio. Good night. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.